All topics covered here are for conversational purposes only and do not constitute financial advice. Please contact Mulcahy Co. to receive advice on all matters from one of our professionals. Welcome back, listeners, to episode 32 of the FS360 podcast. You're uh, joined here by Gavin Nash, host, and I'm actually joined by three of the uh, sharpest minds in the accounting division at Mulcahy Co. We've got Daniel, Luke and Harry. G'day, boys. Welcome along. Hey, Gav. Hey, Gav. How's it going? Um, doing this via Zoom, listeners, so that um, we can all get uh, to get everyone in on the uh, meeting at the same time because we're all sort of spread apart these days, but um, hopefully not for too much longer. But today, listeners, we wanted to go through the topic of cryptocurrency, um, particularly the uh, tax implications of cryptocurrency and um, profits and all that sort of stuff. It's becoming a, a popular um, way of investing um, your money these days. So um, I'm going to throw it to one of these guys to give us a little bit of an overview on what cryptocurrency is for anyone that's not sure. Um, but look, the, the guts of the uh, episode today will be about the tax implications. So um, I'll throw it to you, Daniel. Well, Gav, um, yeah, cryptocurrency, what a, what a topic these days. I think it's really taken the world by storm. And I think almost everyone really knows what it is. Um, but if you don't really, it's... Um, it's just a token that's decentralized these days. Government doesn't have much control over it. And I think that's appealed to a lot of investors um, to really try and get in the doors and try to get into this new new sort of investment. What, what's happening out there is a lot of different people are investing in cryptocurrency, maybe with, without the, quite the amount of knowledge that they need to, they might have enough knowledge because their mates explained to them what it is, but um, the tax implications is really where we're interested because if you make a gain, it's going to be taxable, isn't it? Yeah, that's right. Look, there's probably a few different ways um, how the ATO view the way you're, you know, the profits that you're making on these on these gain on these coins or tokens really varies probably um, to the extent that you're doing it. And now, look, we probably all and Harry, you know, you're one of the younger guys here have a lot of mates who might say this is a really good coin to buy buy it goes up in value, then they sell it. So what then happens after that? And you've made a thousand dollars, how much tax do you have to pay on that? And how do they work it out? Now, personally, my view is the ACO is a bit outdated on the way that they view these coins. And obviously it's a brand new technology, if you like, and, and they're trying to apply old historic taxation law to it. So um, it's quite difficult. And also from our experience, the record keeping that's been used or implemented mainly by the exchanges that people use to buy these coins and tokens is pretty terrible, um, which puts a lot of pressure back on the individual to make sure that they're recording when they're buying things, selling things, um, and working their way through the world of crypto because it's, um, it's new, it's exciting, but then when you have to sit down and do your tax turn, it can be quite daunting. And I think part of the, um, Harry, you might be able to answer this one, being a, a younger person than some of the rest of us on this call, but um, like, why is it so um, attractive to people, let's say at your age, that are, is it because there isn't a bank in the middle, there's no government in the middle? Uh, is it because it's like, a, it's like almost like the crowd or the network itself, uh, the blockchain network is sort of make, keeping an eye on things? Yeah, I think so. I think probably the main thing, like obviously there's that side of it, but probably just the whole um, popularity behind it. I think a lot of people just saw people making a lot of money from it and then thought, oh, why can't I do the same? And then got involved and um, 
yeah, gradually over time, just got more and more popular. And probably, probably the way I like to think about it as well is just that it's another form of, um, I guess, I guess it's like looking at like your shares, I guess. So you buy your shares, you sell your shares, you have a gain, um, taxable in that sense. Probably thinking about your crypto the same sort of way in that, um, yeah, if you're buying crypto and then you're selling it, you're going to have to pay tax on that gain. So that's probably the way um, I try to think about it. Just, yeah, because it can get quite complicated with, um, yeah, all the different cryptos and trades and things going on. But, yeah, probably the main the main thing I think um, is probably just why it's so attractive to young people. The people have just seen people, other people make money and, yep. um, yeah, probably think that why can't, why can't I do the same? There's maybe an immediate sort of, um, you know, gain to be made so let's give it a go are you finding guys just in general a question to all three of you are you finding that people can put in five hundred dollars into it or you know thousand dollars or up to you know hundreds of thousands of dollars into this sort of cryptocurrency as an investment i think it really varies doesn't it it just depends how much capital each person has and how much they're willing to put in at the end of the day it is a really risky investment and um i think people understand that it is very volatile and um i guess people are just willing to put in as much as they're willing to lose at the same time. But knowing that there is such high, high potential to make big gains, um, I don't think many people do enjoy putting a lot because they know even $500 can really go a long way. So, okay. yep. yeah. yeah. But it does We've probably very- been exposed to all sizes of investment and, and intensity of investment as well from guys who are getting on there buying and selling and trading every day, all night, in the middle of the night, um, large sums of money, but also um, nearly everyone that you've met has heard about cryptocurrency. And I'd say half of them have probably gone and set up an account and put a couple of hundred dollars in there and see what happens. And I suppose there was a period there where it was on a massive bull run and all it was doing was making money and everyone thought this was great. And then the other side to that is, well, obviously there's been a few times where it's completely crashed and there might be people out there who actually have tax losses that also could implement their or be included in their tax turn that could be a benefit now and into the future. Yep. yep definitely. Um, so definitely the question, um, uh, you know, do you need to pay tax on crypto gains or profit is a definite yes from that point of view. Yeah, definitely. Like it sort of depends for, um, yeah, like probably what Luke was saying earlier, the ATO sort of probably have two ways of looking at investors. It's sort of, you can be a, uh, um, I guess, normal sort of individual where you might buy um, a crypto and then hold on to it for a couple of months and then sell it. So they probably treat that on more of a capital basis, whereas um, you can also be seen in the eyes of the ATO to be running a business, um, which is where they treat it on a revenue basis. And then they, um, they treat your crypto as effectively um, a type of trading stock. So when you buy um crypto to purchase when you sell it um it's a sale and then you've got a profit which you, ha- you have to pay tax on that amount so it sort of depends on um the the, the way it's taxed sort of depends on how uh, how, how you how you're viewed in the eyes of the ato whether you are running a business or you're just more of that um sort of cap on that capital type basis yep and, and as you said you sorry, know not sorry just Gav, i was just going to say there yeah, go. the the extra point to that is the reporting around these cryptocurrency buys and sells is often quite poor um, and quite difficult to track. If there's multiple transactions, it becomes a really large job to try and track 
I bought this coin, then I sold that coin, and then I bought this coin. And then at the end, I took some money out, but what happened all the way through? And I think a common misconception out there is people think that, well, I haven't pulled any money out of my cryptocurrency. I've put in $1,000 and that $1,000 might be worth $10,000, but it's still in cryptocurrency. I haven't converted into Australian dollars. Do I still need to pay tax? Well, yes, you do because you've made a gain. And that's where we sort of talk to say, well, maybe the taxation rules are a little bit outdated, um, but currently that's the way that they view it, which makes it a little bit more difficult because maybe people are paying tax on money that they don't actually have anymore um, because the, the value of that coin might have changed. So let's say that, that take that example, the $1,000 and now it's worth 10, but then in the next financial year, if that 10,000 goes down to five, well, you've got a $5,000 loss there too, haven't you, to offset next year's tax. So I suppose, are you sort of saying, Luke, that maybe the, um, the onus is back onto the investor to keep all the records? Because at the moment, if you invest in the uh, Australian share market or the US share market or into uh, all your bank accounts, you can get statements and uh, all that, that sort of paperwork to help with your tax. But you're also sort of saying maybe the onus is back onto the investor to keep a really good track of everything. Yeah, definitely. Like all parts of your tax return, it's a self-assessment um, return. So you're responsible for making sure you keep all records. And like I said, that that previously they haven't been great. Some of the exchanges have started to update what they do now. And there's also some added on softwares and apps and things that you can integrate through. Um, we've helped a number of clients sort of track their um, cryptocurrency trading, um, help them implement a system that makes that part a bit easier, um, which is a huge advantage when we then go and try and do a tax return. Um, it's not, hey, when did you buy this? I don't know. What do we do? So you're talking yeah. about more the reporting, just yeah, the, date, right. the date you bought that that um, that cryptocurrency for that much money, and then this is the day you sold it for this much money, and then it's all recorded. Yeah, yeah, that's right. Yeah, and probably the other point to that as well, Gav, it, it, when we're talking about do you have to pay tax on your cryptocurrency? Well, there was a bit of a misconception out there that the ATO didn't know who had cryptocurrency, who was buying cryptocurrency, and that was probably. A little bit true in the earlier days, but Daniel, how many times have we picked up a pre-filling report? It's a report we get from the ATO on someone's summary or the income that they know about for the year that says this person has traded cryptocurrency this year. Oh, I couldn't count it on my fingers. I tell you that much. It's yeah. been so many times. It's the ATO tracks everything. Everything's linked these days to your bank accounts, and everything's electronic these days, as we're seeing. So, I think the ATO knows any sort of income or expenditures that are going out of your account these days so it's very hard to keep anything away it's not yeah and they've got a, they've got a lot of data matching sort of mm. programs as well now they've implemented especially with um sort of this the, the increasing popularity with the crypto so that's probably another advancement they've made yeah a lot of these exchanges when you set them up they'll ask for a lot of personal details about you um which often then flows back to the ato which then they can link that to say well they mightn't have all the detail of how much money you've invested and if you've made a gain or not, but they definitely know that you're trading, um, which we would expect if you haven't reported something in your return, you might get a tap on the shoulder to say, hey, we want to come and have a look at this. I think we've all been uh, guilty of that over the years, Luke, as customers, I'm a customer of accounting rather than being inside accounting. But um, if you haven't got your report, your reporting and your paperwork in order throughout the year, it just makes tax time a nightmare. So um, it's a good message to give to people if you're investing in cryptocurrency to really 
um, keep that good record. Because um, as you say, it looks like the ATL are on top of it from what you just said, Daniel, for sure. So, yeah. yeah. Definitely. Um, I should mention too uh, to the listeners that um, what we're talking about here today is also uh, articulated in a really good article that these three gentlemen put together. Um, it's on our website, molk.com.au. Uh, it's called Cryptocurrency and Your Tax the implications of tax. So um, for anyone that wants a little bit of reading um, after this podcast, you can go and read the article. It's on the news section of mulcay.com.au. Um, in the article, guys, you're sort of saying about, um, there's some other questions in there, like um, what about other sources of cryptocurrency income? So um, dividends on shares, and is there something similar to do with that in cryptocurrency or? Hey. Yeah, I think Harry's yeah. the one for this one. Oh, well, yeah, to be honest, I'm not all over it, but I there's there are some uh, number of our clients that sort of do receive this. It's called staking income or delegation income. Um, it's known as, and basically the way, um, yeah, like you said, Gav, the way you sort of think of it is it's like a dividend on your share. So at the end of the day, it is taxable income. So um, yeah, you do have to pay, pay tax on that as well. But we don't really see that in many of our um, sort of um, casual traders. It's more in our, um, the people who are doing the more day-to-day trades, which are more heavily involved in the crypto um, currency. They're the ones that sure. sort of seem to be more involved in that, in that kind of um, staking income. And maybe and, that's the kind of thing that will grow over time too, Harry, maybe, you know, that, um, you know, that getting a staking income, just like you get dividends from your shares, could be mm. something that grows over time within this, um, within this whole sort of digital cryptocurrency world. So the other more popular one there, Gav, is probably the one that other people have heard about is probably mining cryptocurrency and, and how all that works. And again, essentially you're receiving a, an income from doing that and you're receiving a cost base for your coin as well. So it gets a lot more complicated when those activities are happening. So I'd always encourage anyone involved with any of that sort of thing to really contact a tax professional to work through because it's, Pretty, pretty difficult to work out what's really your cost base for these coins if yep. that sort of stuff's happening, yeah. So when you mentioned miners, we don't want to get too far into how to invest in crypto in this podcast, but the miners are the, are the sort of people worldwide that assist in uh, keeping the, the network safe and um, double-checking digital signatures and all that sort of stuff. And they can actually derive a direct income from that, can't they? They can actually receive, you know, Bitcoin or whatever for doing that service, can't they? Yeah, obviously... All cryptocurrencies are slightly unique and have different purposes, but um, without getting too bogged down in the detail yes. of it, if you don't know, well, you probably don't need to know. But no, um, exactly. Each each of them uh, have very unique taxation implications that need to be worked through. Yep, yep. Um, and as we often say, um, if anyone listened to our last podcast with Danny Archer, we sort of talked a lot about buy-sell agreements and this and that, but I mean, I suppose the underlying message with a lot of the information that we're giving our listeners through the podcast here is, uh, look, you know, if you're unsure, um, book an appointment and come in and see a professional because what we're giving you here is just uh, some conversation and general um, thoughts rather than uh, financial advice. So that's always a good uh, thing to keep in mind. Um, uh, You've mentioned in the article there, guys, um, that, you know, people that haven't converted from their crypto back to AUD, it doesn't matter. You're still getting taxed on that component, aren't you? So we mentioned that earlier about going, yeah, get, you might get a profit one year and a loss the next year. So 
I suppose that a good message is that don't think that the ATO is not going to know what's going on uh, with some, you know, with some wins and losses on your crypto. Um, it's not a game on your phone. It's real money and it's sort of um, taxable. So um, it's good, good message to have. Um, guys, do you recommend any kind of particular record keeping um, that might help uh, people out there with, um, do they just keep it in an Excel spreadsheet or what do you think um, if they're in a cryptocurrency that aren't offering reporting and they want to, keep that reporting themselves for ATO tax purposes. What do you recommend there? Yeah, well, actually myself, I'm invested in crypto myself. So I've got to keep good records when I come to prepare my own tax return, make it easy for myself. Yep. Um, I personally just use a, a spreadsheet and I'll just have the quantity I've bought, the quantity I've sold per coin and the, the price I bought per coin and the price I sold per coin. Um, and all dated as well, Dan? All dated, yeah. It's yep. very important to know the date because... Uh, it's very important which financial year each transaction or each sale and purchase occurred. Um, that can come in handy when we start to calculate um, the, the discount on, if you're eligible for a discount on your capital gains. Yep. Um, so yeah, I think it's very important to just really show the quantity bought, sold, and the price you've bought each coin for and the price you've sold each coin for and how much is remaining at the end of each period. A lot of yeah. the exchanges, um, just as well, Gav, a lot of the exchanges, like the more common ones, you will be able to print off a bit of a transaction report type um, sort of Excel spreadsheet, like what Daniel's talking about, where it'll have the um, number of units bought, sold, cost price per unit, sale price per unit, dates, et cetera. And, um, yeah, probably those reports are the ones that when you're getting your tax done, they're the really um, good reports that you want to want to be able to give to your um, accountant to be able to, um, complete your tax accurately. Yep, yep. That's great, guys. It's it's just a good overview of, you know, here's a new investment opportunity for anyone out there. As you say, Daniel, you're having a bit of a crack at it yourself, which is great. Um, but I suppose the general message from the podcast today is look, keep good records, um, consult a, a tax professional rather than trying to have a, uh, to keep it secret from the tax office. That's probably not going to happen long-term. So um, it's going to be found somewhere along the line. So um now, good, good, good messaging today, boys. Was there anything else you wanted to add to the conversation as we finish? It was probably, Gav, um, we talked again about record keeping and, and keeping it up to date because there's a number of our clients who are heavily invested in cryptocurrency um, and towards the end of, say, a financial year, it could be quite important for us then to, to do a bit of tax planning for them and say, obviously, the ATO, you pay your tax based on financial years and in one financial year, you might have had a significant gain um, another financial year might have a significant loss. And it's probably knowing before that end of that financial year where you're currently sitting and how that then fits into your overall tax position. You know, a lot of people will have other income from wages or other investments and making sure that your overall tax position is taken into account. And then from there, we'll, getting some advice on maybe I can do some things that will reduce my overall tax bill for this year or help me save tax moving forward. Now, that might be about changing if you're significantly invested, changing the vehicle that you're investing through, whether it's individual names or maybe you should be looking at using, say, a trust or a company or a super fund, um, all those options are available for crypto, or even just potentially looking at things like superannuation contributions, um, selling coins that are in a loss position. There's plenty of different ways that we can save people tax if they can come and present us with up-to-date information. But it's very hard, as you say, Luke, to sort of help some. Uh, I, I client if 
you don't have a de some detail um, about, as Daniel said earlier, buys, sells, um, dates, that sort of thing, uh, values. So yeah, now good idea. And I suppose it's as you say, it's if you're into crypto, guys, and you're uh, and you, you've got some shares or you've got your own income um, from a salary, all of that's your taxable income, all of that's your tax position. So we need to be doing some tax planning coming into June 30, or well before June 30 for next year, as we do with all our clients. That's right. Yep. And look, talking about it now, in, if we do, had this conversation 12 months ago, it'd be probably a little bit different. And in 12 months time, I'm sure it'll be completely different again, because the world in crypto just keeps changing and evolving and people are making lots of money or not making much money or the businesses that are growing from cryptocurrency are, are huge. So yeah, I think it's an interesting space that if you're in there, you should be keeping up to date with the taxation of these as well. Yep. Just don't uh, disregard it. Like probably quite a few investors are at the moment. So um, that's why the podcast exists, guys. We just want to give good information out to our, our client base here at Molkanko. So thanks for your time today, gentlemen. And um, thanks for the article, as I mentioned earlier, Mulkay.com.au uh, news page um, is one of our most recent articles is the tax implications of cryptocurrency um, written by these three fine accountants in front of me. So thanks again for your time, boys. Thanks, Gav. Thanks, thanks for having Gav. us, Gav. Have a great weekend. We're coming into AFL Grand Final. So can I just get a tip off each of you before we finish up? Melbourne, have to... Melbourne 25 points. Luke's on Melbourne by 25. Uh, I'd say the Doggies maybe by 18. Doggies by 18? Yeah. Doggies by four. Doggies by four. Well, I'll go Melbourne by four. There you go. I think the Demons will win it. But And that uh, the good thing about um, podcasts, this is going to be online next week after the grand final. So it's going to make two of us look stupid. So that's good. <laughs> uh, <laughs> thank you, gentlemen. Thanks for your time. Thanks, Thanks Gav. For having us, Gav. See you guys. You've been listening to the FS360 podcast brought to you by Mulcahy Co. Financial Security 360 is at the centre of what we do at Mulcahy Co. If you'd like to speak to one of our professionals about a range of individual and business needs, give us a call.